0: Hey Hound Dogs, I'm David Hankins. I'm Paul Hankins.
1: I'm Trevor Hankins.
0: I'm Rachel Wells. I'm Jilly Cannon.
2: (laughs) And I'm Jen.
3: (laughs) Just Jen. (laughs) Hi, and welcome to On the Air with Power Squared. Uh, This week it's our comic book club number eight, and we're doing the comic book called Master Race, which we've all read, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. OK. So. What uh, are we reading No. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought you guys would catch me up. Um, so uh, it's a comic from like nineteen forty nine. Yeah, uh, nineteen
0: sixty. I thought, I thought it 1965. Yeah, that it was means... nineteen sixty five. Yeah, it says nineteen fifty five on the side. Nineteen fifty five. Because well, I thought I saw that, that he was, DC closed like right after. Yeah. Well, he
3: was saying that it was it was done originally in forty nine, according to the video. And that uh, it, it sat for a while because he took too much time. Uh, Bernie, oh, son took too I much see. time to do it. So it sat, and then they had the comic um, code came into effect, and that sort of stopped them from putting it out uh, mm-hmm. because no one dealt with you know that kind of stuff at mm-hmm. the time. And so when it came out, it was right towards the end of, uh, of EC, I think. That yeah. Came out. Yeah. It, uh, it was a short-lived uh, comic book that it was in. So that's that's everything I know. Phew. Okay. <laughs> um, this all started from a video
1: that Paul saw. Yes. yes, the Master Race. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was a video I saw that was about like the page that changed comics, yeah,
3: how important it was. Yeah. So I thought we should at least look at it and talk about it. Yeah. So. Um, what do people think? It's an old-fashioned style. I mean, it looks like something Yeah. you know, it's it's not, you know, hip and cool looking, but it's very, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It, um but it's it's a you know, it's an interesting little story and it sounds like I was telling Paul. It sounds like I've heard the story before. But my guess is it probably came from something like this, and I maybe saw it on, as a TV, or, you know, like a Twilight Zone or something. But anyway.
0: It, I mean, it's probably the oldest and the shortest story we've read on the club so far. Yes. <laughs> yes.
3: Try to make it yes. easy.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's such a fascinating story. Um, I was reading some background on it to prepare for the club. Okay. And... I know the artist, his name escapes me at the moment. Um, Bernie, but, or Krikstein? Krikstein, yeah. yeah. Um Bernard Krikstein. He, he kind of had trouble in a lot of his comic making days with editors and creative freedom, but he really valued comics as a storytelling medium, which is highly unusual in his day, because it was just kind of... The field was largely made of pulp fiction and like kind of what people consider trashy, th- um, kind of stories, yeah. stuff that like pushed the envelope. But he, the the artists really, like valued comics for like being like their own art form rather than just like a form of, an entertainment. And but like you said before, this is considered a comic that really changed what we. Thought comics were what their potential could be, and I think that's really cool.
1: Yeah. This, as far as the story goes, I thought the twist was done really well. Yeah. Yes. But then.
3: Anybody else yes. Have any thoughts?
0: <laughs> Be prepared for spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers for Master Race. say <laughs> it's, it's eight pages, so yeah. go read it.
3: <laughs> I guess we could even put a link to where yeah. you can read it for free. <laughs> yeah. But um, so, anybody have any thoughts beyond that?
2: I really like the way that it uses repetition a lot. And then the contrast of the situations that were happening in the city and what was happening in the concentration camps Mm -hmm. where you see the cleanliness um usually brighter lighter colors in contrast with the concentration camps or the things that were uh, happening with taking people out of the homes Mm -hmm. where it lots of colors chaotic or muted where you could see you know people not having a good time no, they're, and, um, they're being
3: slaughtered. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, um, it's unfortunate that it was kind of constructed with, the uh, the bubbling of the story, but then I think any longer and the artist would have taken a lot longer and, you know.
3: Yeah. Supposedly yeah. He, like cut up the, and I guess there was the style of EC comics was they did the bubbling and then they did the art. Yeah. And, uh, you supposedly kind and of cut it out. At first, so... by our
0: by our modern standard, it seems very wordy, but the standard back in, in his day was words on basically every panel. Yeah. Like someone mm-hmm. is always saying something, or the, the narrator is always proclaiming something. So the fact that the artist managed to get some quiet moments in is pretty revolutionary. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that he was able to paste everything out within those panels of words each. So yeah I yeah. think that was an interesting way to uh resolve the problem,
3: yeah and I like the sort of the how yeah, you kind of you know give the illusion of movement by seeing the same image kind of going like that yeah
1: the sub subdivision of panels yeah this. But you got a
3: sense of something's going by
1: yeah okay.
3: it was
0: it was kind of like for me like it was like reading a novel, like not saying like reading novels are bad though right. so, like, it was pretty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> read novels too, kids. <laughs>
2: Yeah, um, they use a repetition and then that repetition, meaning how, um, the character was always in this state of mind throughout these 10 years and just this small moment every day of his life. And finally catching up is like that, you know, the suspense coming up finally, um, an intense moment of getting out of the train and then running up through the platform and you see the platform being empty and you know that you know he's not gonna make it
3: yeah yeah, yeah. sort of foreshadows that something bad's gonna happen yeah uh I sort of
2: like yeah, the, the guy the way piano.
3: the
0: um all right the way the art style reflects the, the mood and the uh i had other i had other words and they've left me the way the, that they made certain art decisions to reflect the anxieties that the protagonist is feeling and the kind of monotony of the city versus the horror of the concentration camps. It's just so like it's so like artfully done. It's kind of, of interesting of you term.
3: point out <laughs> sort of the the evil guy is the protagonist too, in some ways. I mean it's his story it's up true. until the very end. That's yeah. the big twist. Yeah, that's kinda of weird too. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you kind of, you know, you're, as you're reading it, you're assuming that he was a victim from the yeah. concentration camps, and then that panel that no, he was in charge. Yeah, and uh, but up until that, but point he
0: almost of... considers himself a victim. Like he, he talks he he talks about it as if he was like swept up in a wave, almost like it it wasn't like his own doing.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I. And I I assume that probably was part of what ha- was going on in Germany at the time was people got swept up in sort of the oh yeah Nazi absolutely
0: mm-hmm. the little
3: guy with the mustache and yeah yeah <laughs> as he's called, I think he refers to him as little guy with a little mustache yeah or yeah, or <laughs> yeah. No, horror, not, not, you know uh, and you get the sort of a, a sort of a sense of how horror the horror
1: yeah
3: you know the the. The experimentation on people and the just the mass graves and the the idea that you know they're not because you're you know Jewish or you know whatever are different that you're worth keeping alive you know yeah they had to eliminate you the Final Solution or whatever it was called
1: yeah
0: Mm mm-hmm.
3: So, I so thought...
0: this is the first comic story about the holocaust, or rather like the second one, the first one being like a story with Mickey Mouse, which is interesting. <laughs> <Right now>. What? <laughs> I forgot about that! I didn't read it, but I heard it! <laughs> well,
3: how did Mickey Mouse handle the holocaust? Oh,
0: That's a good question. I didn't read the comic, uh, but I imagine maybe we should make that, it's probably... <laughs> imagine it's probably somewhat lighthearted. Compared to well, our I story, I think it would be too light
3: hearted. <laughs> it is the Holocaust.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> no, dear. Or are you gonna say, mm. uh, I was gonna say about Master Race. Uh, I thought, what the pacing, especially the, especially like those last couple pages. I thought was very was still very suspenseful. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's true.
3: Yeah it, we we bought a we bought the a book that it's included in. Uh, which I've been making bells by. But um, in there, all the stories are like, you know, eight pages long. Yeah. They're not very long stories. Because that
1: was the style at the time. Yeah. <laughs>
3: so you'd have a comic book with several stories in it. Yeah. And yeah. they were all short. That, and they're kind of, they all have, they can have twists in them and things like that. Yeah.
1: So so another, cool. really, another really good one in that collection is The Flying Machine.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Well, we won't talk about that because no one else has read it. But yeah, that's a <laughs> good story. If you decide to buy the book, then you should read that one. It's good.
1: But yeah, it, my book is uh, Messages in a Bottle. Right.
3: That mm. was like thirty-five dollars. <laughs> or you can read it for free. So, went for the free <laughs> that. so but uh, no. And uh, did you guys watch the video at all? The guy talking about it.
2: Uh, I watched the video. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Oh, okay. No, I didn't
3: yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow, right at someone's feet. <laughs> no, um, but it, that was kind of like, it, it was very interesting how much he felt this was, you know, influential of people and how it sort of influenced mouse. Yeah. Which we did a thing about. Uh, Rachel and us did a thing yeah. about
0: that. Remember that whole thing?
3: (laughs) Yeah, weren't they banning it it or
0: something?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. They the school district banned it from their library, and it resulted in like um, the the book getting this renewed attention, which I think it deserves very much. So,
3: yeah. Why you would? I don't know why you'd ban it from the library. I don't
0: agree. (laughs) I remember specifically buying. Mouse when I was thirteen from the Holocaust Museum and I like when they were quite the same. <laughs> it was
3: I mean, considering the characters are, you know, mice, it's very moving, you know. And you get sort of it yeah, is. we're talking about a different book, but you get sort of the Holocaust versus this guy's personal relationship with his father.
0: It was yeah. pretty well
3: done. It won a Pulitzer Prize, so it was sort of well received too. Yeah. But it's yeah, we were we did a thing because they were banning it from yeah. Uh, libraries and, and red
0: schools. Anyway, if, if viewers at home want to add to their Holocaust comics collection, I recommend picking up Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: because everybody wants a big collection of Holocaust comics. <laughs> and I guess there's a Mickey Mouse one out there, so there's three. Yeah, <laughs> no, the very first one. Huh, that's kind of weird. It's That's uh, crazy. It's kind of weird to think like uh, the first film that I think got, that dealt with the Nazis in America was a Three Stooges short. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't think of them as you know being political, but they they did one of the first uh, anti-Nazi. And I can't think of the name of it, but we reviewed it on the blog. Yeah. But I can't think of the name of it now. But yeah, Three Stooges. <laughs> it's kind of weird.
0: Oh, you, you reminded me. Um, the artist I read is a is <laughs> an illustrator and a painter by profession. Mm-hmm. He he just made his money by doing comics, and the comic is often often described as like very cinematic compared to its contemporaries. And I think it just goes to show the value of if you're a comic artist, comic creator, the value of having a multidisciplinary inspiration slash approach like not just reading comics to learn about comics read watch movies read books um, play video games like the more places of inspiration you can get your creative uses from i think it'll make your comics all the stronger
3: yeah and i think one of the things you can take away from it is that you shouldn't you know be so confined to you know these are the boxes that you put everything you know the and i think i think comics have sort of gone outside especially with some of the manga you read, they're really outside. There's no, there are no boxes anymore. Right, mm-hmm. so panels, in there. are 100. You know, yeah, that kind of opens things up. So this was starting to open it, but it's taken, it's been taken further.
0: Yeah. Right. Okay. Also, I just kind of, I kind of want to say this one. like, I'm looking over the pages again, and I'm looking at the cover for it right now,
2: uh-huh.
0: and I just, I also noticed like a bit of the foreshadowing with like the man about to fall on the tracks where you can oh. kind of point out like that the man falling on the tracks is like the enemy because you know the whole thing about like you're like Herman's your the whole blonde hair blue eyes thing yeah. so the more i'm looking at the guy i'm like wait a tick coloring is important they don't
3: really talk about i assume he colored it too because they don't talk about that right? but mm-hmm. it sounds like that somebody somebody wrote it who we i think it was al feldstein who was the editor at EC, but, and I assume he drew it and colored it because they don't talk about anybody coloring <sighs> stuff. So
0: What I read was that, um, they allowed him this story with total creative freedom, so it, it could be that he wrote it and he at least penciled and inked it. I believe <laughs> like these mainstream comics publishers back in the day had their own like colorist division, um, which are usually manned by women, fun hmm. fact. Um. Um. I'm not sure though.
3: But per the video that we saw, he talks about how he was handed the script and already boxed, and he cut it up. Oh, I see. Things around. <laughs> and he divided up the boxes and all that stuff. That he he took what he was given and, and altered it a lot.
0: Yeah. Okay.
3: So I I assume that that means that somebody else wrote it. And well, the thing I can find is that Al Feldstein was the editor at EC. So giving it, writing it. They don't really ever give credits in there for in the book or anything about who wrote anything.
0: Kind of a shame. Um,
3: yeah, I'm sure it's. I'm sure if we were really into comics and really into EC, we would know all that stuff. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. <laughs> I just you know, I, I've never pretended to be an expert on comics. <laughs> on comic books. All right. Any any last uh, words? You wanna on this? Now, I Check gotta
2: the read the comment.
0: description, which um, the Power Squarehouse definitely <laughs> remember to include.
2: <laughs> what?
3: Where to get it?
0: The comic, the link to the comic. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay.
3: I said it'd be there, it'll be there.
1: Uh, I was remembering uh, in college, I met a Holocaust survivor because I was was waiting to read uh, his book. And, uh, I got to ask him questions, and I was reminded of what was asked because I was deleting a bunch of old emails. Uh-huh. uh and he was actually asked about Mouse, and he said from his experience, uh, he thought Mouse was a little inaccurate. Okay. But he mm-hmm. thought that comics were a powerful medium for telling that kind of story, and... Uh, making it more easily accessible.
3: I would assume if, if it's inaccurate, it may be the storyteller. Probably. Because, I mean, he's taking somebody, someone's telling you what happened to them, you're writing it down. They could be, uh. you know, fudging things here and there. Because yeah. it sounded like this dad was quite the little, you know, could get around to everything. <laughs> came up. But, anyway, an, again, a different book. But it's very interesting, though. Um, somebody that actually lived through it, having I would, I would imagine it would be hard for him to read stuff about it. Because, I mean, yeah. he lived through it, and so that would, he wouldn't want to think about that again, I wouldn't think. But he wrote a book about yeah. it. So yeah. It would be right. We're lucky that that has not happened to any of us. All right.
1: I think that covers it.
3: Yeah, so we encourage you to read Master
1: Race. Yes.
3: And the link will be provided.
1: So for <laughs> the next. Apple Club meeting, it was my turn to pick. Uh, I decided uh, to give, I have like three potential options. I figured because of the stuff we have been reading, it would be good to read something lighter. (laughs) That's So I have three options. Uh, I have a couple of these I think I brought up before. Okay. Uh, Tamamo a Fox. Uh, Way of the House Husband (sighs) and uh, Yokohama Kadashi Kiko or uh, Yokohama Shopping Log and it's
3: this thick (laughs) oh boy (laughs) it'd probably be one that we would read chapters in it or whatever right
1: yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things where it's, like, two volumes in one. Okay.
3: Ah,
0: oh, like and a two-for-one
3: so, deal. So Jay has left us because she's so upset. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm not reading any of those. Boop, I'm, gone. I'm sure she's having technical difficulties.
0: So, yeah. I I'm not know if it's, it's down to a choice, but my vote... It's obvious, and it's it's the one that I've read. I'm not picking it just because I've read it, I'm picking it because it's really good. Yeah, It is? The Way of the House Husband. Okay. That's a good one. I know
3: Paul's one. read it.
2: Trevor, have you read it?
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Uh, the
0: house.
2: I've yet to read it, but I've heard about it. And the infamous anime.
0: <laughs> I like the anime. Maybe that makes that that's an unpopular
2: opinion but I, I haven't seen it yet so I can't really even say anything about it I just heard how people were how it was promoted that it was gonna be animated and people disappointed that they felt like mm. they were out of it, so, it but I have of, yet to see
1: the thing from a little I saw it's more of a motion comic
2: we thought you were
3: yeah. so disgusted um. with the choices you cut out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not reading those.
0: Uh, <laughs> and the uh, chat, uh, Julia.
1: Rook. Yeah, she she's said she said the yeah. internet's being weird, and I have that one too. Uh,
3: Did you guys hear
0: me? Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey.
3: So welcome back. Your choice would
0: be. Uh, I'm down for either, either of them. Though I was, but I was trying to see I too have the, the copy of the way the house husband. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Alright.
2: <laughs>
3: so, everybody has one, Jen?
2: <laughs> um, can I check the first one? I didn't really. Oh, the first uh, one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one? hmm.
1: And the name uh, is. Mama? Fox and Socks? Mama Chon's fox.
2: Mm <laughs> Mm <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Um, I'll go with the house husband, but I'll read that <laughs> I'll, <play long> time. <laughs> I'll let okay. you borrow my <laughs> copy. <laughs> so is it all right?
1: Are we going with way of the house husband then?
2: Yes. Okay.
1: Heck yeah.
3: All right. So we'll figure out a time. Yeah. Sometime in July or August or whatever.
1: Yeah, it's uh, not. It doesn't take too long to read. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. It's uh comedy
3: yeah okay it's, I mean, i'm not i'm just you know
0: it's a nice easy read okay <laughs> I don't know
3: what people have on their plates or whatever
1: i believe this is <laughs> also an eisner award winner oh yes. really yeah
0: it deserves it
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay think it was an eisner award for comedy
0: yeah
3: mm. all right so okay. we'll we can off camera set a time to for the yeah. next makes me Unless people are anxious to set it now
1: Uh, We'll figure out off camera.
3: Okay. All right. So until next time, I'm David Hankins.
1: I'm Paul Hankins. I'm Trevor Hankins.
0: I'm Rachel Wells. I'm Julia Cannon. (laughs) And I'm Jen.
3: (laughs) You've been on the air with Power Square.